0: That special touch of God's excellence in you, that special touch of God's excellence in you, that special touch of God's excellence in you. Well, good
1: afternoon, it's Carol Stanley here on KLAY 11. on your a.m. dial or klayradio1180.com klay1180.com for anywhere in the world you can tune in to us this is carol stanley speaking with you with that special touch of god's excellence guess what today is today is resurrection sunday christ is risen and your response is he is risen indeed Because today is Easter Sunday where Jesus did arise from the grave. And you know what? He actually walked among the people for 40 days after he rose. And there's all kinds of accounts of that. And what's so cool about today, in particular, is that there are so many people on the planet, in this culture, in this city, who don't know the Easter story, that don't know... The truth and the background of our Christianity, of who Jesus was and what He did, and and all those things. You know, it's so interesting because uh, there were a bunch of theologians debating this whole subject of, well, okay, so what's different about Christianity, right? And they were saying, well, okay, you know, yes, there are other religion, world religions that claim to have had somebody, you know, get up out of the deathbed and in essence, rise and so forth. And C.S. Lewis walked into that conversation and he said this, because they said, well, because he was asking what was going on. And they said, oh, we're debating, we're debating this question, right? Of why is Christianity uniquely set apart? And C.S. Lewis says, oh, that's easy, guys. Grace. And I thought, wow, what a cool thing to say, because it's true. The difference is, regardless of the claims of other world religions, grace is unique to Christianity. God knows that we are sinners. He knows our hearts. He knows that he made us perfect, right? But he also knows that with original sin in our lives, again, you don't teach a little kid to be selfish and and take from another little kid. That comes natural to them. So the thing is, we are, we have fault, right? Even though he says in Ephesians 4 1, pardon me, Ephesians 1 4 says, Before the foundation of the earth, he created you faultless. And I love that. But we know we're not faultless, meaning we need to be separated. Uh, we are separated. We need to be rejoined back to God. And so grace is that incredible view of us as perfect as he created us. God sees us. Jesus Christ sees us that way. And he came and he died on that cross and was buried and rose again and then rose to heaven after 40 days because of grace, of love, of unmerited favor towards us, meaning he loves you and me so much that he was willing to come his father sent him to die for us, that perfect sacrifice, uh, and all through, all through Jewish and Christian uh, background, and that goes into the Islam and and Muslim as well. You know, it's the sacrificial, the idea of sacrifice to take care of sins has been with people for, for, for millennia, right? And so when Jesus came, he became that perfect sacrifice for all of us. Those who choose to believe in him and walk with him, that's the gift he gave us. That's grace. He loves us. He forgives us no matter. We don't have to clean up our act. He has cleaned it up for us. And I love that about what Easter really is all about. Yes, it's the resurrection of our Christ. It's the fact that he lives The better yet, he lives on. He isn't dead somewhere. He lives on in eternity, and he has called us to live with him in eternity. I love that about Easter. So, what I'd like to do is read you the Jesus Calling. You know, and I know. That's my favorite devotional by Sarah Young. So, I want to read that to you today, today's, because again, it's Easter, and we just want to hear from the Lord, right? So he says this: I am calling you to life of constant communion with me. Basic training includes learning to live above your circumstances, even while interacting on that cluttered plane of life. You yearn for a simplified lifestyle so that you so that your communication with me can be uninterrupted. But I challenge you to relinquish the fantasy of an uncluttered world. Accept each day just as it comes and find me in the midst of it all. Talk with me about every aspect of your day, including your feelings. Remember that your ultimate goal is not to control or fix anything around you. It is to keep communing with me, your God. A successful day is one in which you have stayed in touch with me, even if many things remain undone at the end of the day. Do not let your to-do list, written or mental, Become an idol directing your life. Instead, ask my spirit to guide you moment by moment. He will keep you close, close to me. Pray continually, it says in Thessalonians, and in all your ways, acknowledge Jesus, and he will make your path straight. I love that. That's Proverbs 3, 6. So that, I hope, blessed you today on Resurrection Day. It's all about knowing who Jesus is, and really trusting him. Yesterday said this, I am taking care of you. Trust me at all times. Trust me in all circumstances. Trust me with all your heart. When you are weary and everything seems to be going wrong, you can still utter these four words, I trust you, Jesus. By doing so, you release matters into my control And you fall back into the security of my everlasting arms. Before you arise from your bed in the morning, I have already arranged the day's events for you. Every day provides many opportunities for you to learn my ways and grow closer to me. Signs of my presence brighten even the dullest day when you have eyes that really see. Search for me as for hidden treasure. I will be found by you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are his everlasting arms. He will drive out your enemy before you, saying, destroy him. <laughs> you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and we will... and we pardon me, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. God is there for you, no matter, no matter. And I love, 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 uh, again, taste and see that God is good, right? The more intimately you experience him, the more convinced you become of his goodness. He is the living one who sees you, and he keeps you close to him as you trust him. I love what Sarah Young has said to us in those wonderful, wonderful words. And so, you know what I'd like to do? In honor of Easter this morning, play for you a lovely song called Glorious Day. Here we go.
2: save me and Yeah. jam
1: All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
1: Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance. There is a place where seniors can go to meet with advisors on a one-to-one basis to educate and help them find viable solutions in their retirement years. That place is Savvy Senior Strategies. They provide tips, tools, and strategies to help your dollar go further and to help make preparations for the future. Everything from housing to medical issues and so much more. Proactive planning is essential to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Contact Savvy Senior Strategies today at SavvySeniorStrategies.com. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more noes? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those noes to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253 951 Three
0: eight seven nine. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
1: That special touch of God's excellence. Okay, here we are. And so we are going to continue on. Happy Easter, everybody. This is Carol Stanley on klay1180.com or 1180 on your AM dial with that special touch of God's excellence on a happy Easter Sunday. I'm so glad you're here with me this afternoon. I encourage you to grab a cup of tea, sit back and just enjoy Easter Sunday with me today. We really appreciate you and love you and love spending time with you on Sundays. So I want to share with you, you know, I was listening to Kathy Lee Gifford, and she has so come full out as the Christian she is and has been her whole life to really share the the truth of Jesus Christ. And that's what today is all about, is it not? And she said, you know, that as she studied, uh, she went to Israel and studied with the rabbis and the rabbinical way of studying scripture, which goes so deep, and it's so beautiful, and it's so meaningful, and it helps us as Christians, because guess what? Jesus was a Jew. He is a a Jewish, wonderful God in human flesh man, and so the thing is, as we get in touch with the depth and the beauty of scripture as God wrote it through many, many writers over many, many years, and the consistency of it is remarkably congruent. And that's why it became, again, that's that's how it all came about, is that God so beautifully used, through His the power of the Holy Spirit, used all of these beautiful writers, many of which were with Jesus and walked with him and and understood who he who he really was, who he really is to us. Right. And so I want there's so many people on the planet that really don't understand the, the whole story. So I wanted to uh, like I wanted to share right from Monday Thursday, which is all about the, the Lord's Supper. So Scripture says this in Luke, it says, when the hour had come, he reclined at table and the apostles with him, And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I shall never again eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And when he had taken the cup and given thanks, he said, Take this and share it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine from now on until the kingdom of God comes. And when he had taken some bread and given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them saying, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same way, he took the cup after they had eaten and he said this, this cup, which is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of the one betraying me is with my with me and mine on the table. For indeed, the Son of Man is going as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to discuss among themselves which one of them might be the one going to do this terrible thing, right? What was happening there in the scripture, what was happening is they were celebrating the Last Supper as they they did a lot. I mean, that that was the Passover tradition. And Jesus changed it up in that he shared the body and blood of Christ with them because he was going to become that incredible sacrifice. But he also knew that Judas was sitting there among them, and that he would betray Jesus. And, you know, I don't pretend to know why all that came about, uh, all, I mean, why Judas betrayed him, but I know that Judas did and that it actually was foreseen in Scripture from years and years and years previous. But Judas, he felt so awful when he found out what really, what his actions really uh, uh, created, was that, again, he was able to point Jesus out in the garden, and they came and they got him, and, and the, the whole crucifixion started right then and there. And it was terrible, because what happened then to Judas was he went and hung himself and and his bowels burst all over the ground. I mean, it, it, very graphic picture. But he died a horrible death out of guilt for what he had done to Jesus. And it's just, it just for for what it is, just it's an interesting thing. Those of us who love the Lord would never betray Him. And Judas, for whatever reason, you know, allowed maybe Satan to get in the midst there. Maybe he just was greed. Who knows? But the point is, is that God used Judas to play the part that he needed to for the crucifixion to take place. Um, And I want to pick it up now because in the Garden of Gethsemane, there they were in the garden and Jesus was praying because he knew what was facing him. He knew that he was about to die a horrible death on the cross. And he was just sweating blood, literally. He was in terrible grief over this, Jesus was. But he knew he had to follow through. He knew that was his mission. So he was obedient unto God and and certainly did it. And then, of course, the they came and arrested him in the garden, and it went from there. So here we're going to take it up. I'm just looking here at my scripture. Okay, so we know that the Lord they took him up on Golgotha. He had to carry this incredibly heavy cross. If you've ever seen the, the uh, Passion of the Christ, it depicts it so incredibly as scripture has pointed it out. It's very graphic. It's, it'll rip your heart out, but it helps us to understand really what Jesus went through because he had to carry this incredibly heavy cross after being whipped, after having the crown of thorns pressed down on his head, and he's bleeding, and he's weak. and he. But Simon came alongside. Uh, let's see. It's... Uh, anyway, Simon comes in and carries the cross for him, uh, the man from Arimathea, the city of the Jews. And he wanted... Um, Simon carried that cross, and then he asked later for Jesus's body after Jesus. And again, this is so interesting because it was all predicted in Scripture from before. And what is so cool about this is that Jesus's bones were not broken. He literally gave his spirit up. He, He asked the Father to forgive them for they know not what they do. And he literally looked up to heaven and cried out, Father, I release my spirit unto you. And he died way before the other criminals on the cross died. And the tradition was that they would come and break the legs and that would finish them off. And they didn't break Jesus's legs because he was already dead. And they punctured his heart with a spear and outpoured blood and water, meaning he was dead. So they didn't break his legs. But the deal is, is that Joseph of Arimathea asked for the body, so they took the body and they wrapped it. Uh, they wrapped it in the the traditional wrappings, laid it in his tomb in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb, which was a a tomb for a rich person. It was a beautiful carved out tomb, and if you go to Israel, you will see the Garden Tomb, and it's uh, quite quite lovely. But anyway there he was. And then, so here, here we're going to pick it up on today, the resurrection. It says this, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling clothing. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground the men said to them why do you seek the living one among the dead he is not here but he has risen remember he spoke to you while he was still in galilee saying that the son of man would be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified but on the third day he would rise again and they remembered jesus's words and returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the 11 and went and And to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Mary the mother of James, also the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. But these words appeared to them as nonsense, as they would not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen wrappings only, and he went away to his home, marveling at what had happened. And with that, We're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you.
1: Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more nos? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those no's to yes's and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-951-3879. There is a place where seniors can go to meet with advisors on a one-to-one basis to educate and help them find viable solutions in their retirement years. That place is Savvy Senior Strategies. They provide tips, tools, and strategies to help your dollar go further and to help make preparations for the future. Everything from housing to medical issues and so much more. Proactive planning is essential to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Contact Savvy Senior Strategies today at SavvySeniorStrategies.com. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchofexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you special touch of God's excellence in you. That
1: special
0: touch of God's excellence in you.
1: All right, so here we are. We're back again, and I hope you had a good break listening to our wonderful sponsors. And this particular uh, scripture that I was sharing with you about Easter uh, is now that comes next in Luke because Luke was doc, was the doctor and if you haven't seen the movie The Apostle Paul please go see it because you get a, a strong sense of who Doctor Luke really was. He was a good friend to Paul. He he had certainly was uh, was there to write down and and he took such incredible detailed notes of everything that happened from Jesus's birth on and um, from Mary. And he's just an awesome, awesome guy played by Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. So I, uh, I encourage you to go see that movie because it, again, just gives you such a strong sense of the power of forgiveness and what the early Christians were going through. Wow. I mean, it's pretty amazing. So the road to Emmaus says this, And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things which had taken place. Now while they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you're walking? And they stood still, looking sad. One of them, named Cleopas, said to, to Jesus, are you, "'Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem "'and unaware of the things which have happened here these days?' And he said to them, "'What things?' And they said back to him, "'The things about Jesus of Naz- the Nazarene, "'who was a prophet, a, a mighty, mighty one in deed and word "'and, and sight of God and all the people.'" and how the chief priests and the rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, it is the third day since these things happened. But also some women among us amazed us. When they were at the tomb early in the morning, and they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who, who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it exactly as the women had said. But, but him they did not see, meaning Jesus. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken, was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory?' Then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all of the scriptures. And they approached the village where they were going, and he acted as though he were going farther. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to one another, Were not our hearts burning within us while we were speaking with him on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem, and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen, and has appeared to Simon." They began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread, and there were many, many other appearances. I believe that over the the stats show that over five hundred different appearances came about uh, when Jesus had been crucified, died, and was buried. But he the 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 bottom line here is that Jesus. Did arise. He was seen by others. He did continue to give his graceful, loving forgiveness and gathered all of his disciples together and commissioned them to to be and go give the gospel message out of love, out of compassion, out of forgiveness. And that's where the movie Paul the Apostle picks up in this whole story is that the early church you know paul was this guy who was killing christians i mean he was zealous he was he was a jewish uh i've forgotten what (laughs) what his title was oh my goodness forgive me but nonetheless he was he was far up in the in the religious ranks if you will and he was out persecuting and killing christians and he was there when stephen the the martyr was was stoned to death Because Stephen was a devout Christian, a follower of Christ, and Paul was right there. Well, Paul, when he went to Damascus, in essence, he got knocked off his horse by the power of God, and Jesus spoke direct to Paul. Paul was then blinded and could not see, had to be guided, and I believe it was Ananias that took him then, Uh, and Paul had this incredible conversion experience with actually experiencing jesus he was converted and totally his personality his zealousness everything was totally now converted with passion and love towards jesus christ and the mission of the way or the early church believers so then he spent the rest of his life helping people believe in jesus who jesus really is and of course, he was good friends with Dr. Luke and and the other apostles, Peter and, and so forth. Anyway, Paul was an amazing, you know, what I love about the story of Paul is that God takes us, who we are, our personalities and everything we are, and he uses us for his wonderful, glorious, God-given purpose. So all of the education and all of the zealousness and all of the leadership personality that Paul possessed, Jesus Christ got a hold of him and then used it for good, used it for the furthering of the truth of Jesus Christ on this planet. And he does that for you and I. He does that for us because he knows us, he created us, he knows what's in us, and he knows what's going to work in the real world to help other people receive his open-armed gift of salvation. That's what Jesus did for us. That's what Easter is all about, is that unmerited, incredible loving gift that Jesus gives us. And we simply commemorate it on Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday, where the essence of our faith is exemplified. That is such a powerful, wonderful truth. And I love, again, the fact that people like Kathy Lee Gifford is in this stage of her life she is in her uh, mid to you know moving on in her 60s and she's writing songs and they're hitting number one because they're all about the truth of Jesus. Isn't that interesting? Her whole life career now she's hitting number one at this stage in her life and I think that's just how God works. It is so cool. And there's so many people, in, again, in our culture, especially in the greater Seattle area, that have never heard the story. They don't know what Jesus did for us. They don't know the beautiful, simple, but incredible story of Jesus and, and the cross and what that means and the power of resurrection forgiveness, the power of forgiveness in your life and how it totally transforms people. And you don't live with dread. When she, when Kathy Lee lost her husband, Frank Gifford, he died with his eyes looking op- up, and she knew. She found him already past, but she knew where he was. She had absolute assurance that he had seen Jesus, he was with him, that all was well. And when she lost her mom, same thing. She knew that she knew that she knew all was well and that she would see them both again. So she doesn't live with dread. Yes, she has lonely moments. That's human, right? But she doesn't live with dread. She lives with great, incredible, loving forgiveness and hope. And she is now about the business of giving it away, giving that away to other people because that's where it's at. I am doing the same thing. Here I am with my brand new book have ju- has just come out called Born to be Awesome It's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. It's on Zulon Press, and it will be in other bookstores as well. But my point to you is this: "Born to Be Awesome" is the last forty years of my life, plus, (laughs) on paper, all that I've been trained in, all that I've trained other people in, but more importantly, all that I've learned from scriptural truth, is there in black and white and color on paper. To bless your heart and to give you hope and give you tools to be able to step into your excellence and live the life you were meant to live, full of grace and full of of passion and full of authentic desire and accomplishment and satisfaction. Because in sharing our hearts, sharing who we were designed to be and do and have is where it's at. God knows that. He knows what's going to make us the most satisfied and the most happy and the most fulfilled, is fulfilling his purpose in us, which is unique to each one of us. My bit is simply helping you to step into excellence with how you present, how you communicate. Because again, 93% of your communication is your, is your, uh, is is everything that I call the sweet spot of the voice. It's your delivery, basically. And you know what? It's time to take another break. So we will be right back. God bless you.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. That special touch of God's excellence in you. you.
1: There is a place where seniors can go to meet with advisors on a one-to-one basis to educate and help them find viable solutions in their retirement years. That place is Savvy Senior Strategies. They provide tips, tools, and strategies to help your dollar go further and to help make preparations for the future. Everything from housing to medical issues and so much more. Proactive planning is essential to peace of mind for you and your loved ones. Contact Savvy Senior Strategies today at SavvySeniorStrategies.com. Have you ever heard that sales is a numbers game and that in order to get more yeses, you have to get more nos? I am Carol Stanley, and I teach business owners how to increase their sales up to 300% with our program called Bank. If you're ready to turn those no's to yeses and make more money in less time, then come and talk to me. I'm Carol Stanley. You can reach me at carol at voiceperformancecoach.com or call me at 253-951-3879. Have you ever wanted a second chance to make a great first impression? Have the jitters taken you out when speaking publicly to a crowd or even a few people? Would you like to know more how to present with confidence and presence? I invite you to go to thatspecialtouchefexcellence.coachesconsole.com to receive a free gift and click on the products to register for the transformational program that suits you best. I look forward to working with you to make you shine with brilliance.
0: That special touch of God's excellence in you Special touch of God's excellence in you
1: That special touch of God's excellence. Okay, in we're back. And I just wanted to share with you in the last few minutes we have here today. I wanted to share with you um, just a little bit about Easter in general. okay, So Easter is a Christian holiday, that uh, obviously we know, that celebrates the belief in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead because he did. (laughs) He did. He did rise. In the New Testament of the Bible, the event is said to have occurred three days after Jesus was crucified by the Romans and died in roughly 30 AD. The holiday concludes the Passion of Christ, a series of events and holidays that begin with Lent, a 40-day period of fasting, prayer, and sacrifice, and ends with Holy Week, which includes Holy Thursday, which celebrates the Last Supper, with the Twelve Apostles, where he washed their feet and he celebrated with them, and then Good Friday, on which Jesus' death is observed, and Easter Sunday, where he rose from the dead gloriously. Although a holiday of high religious significance in the Christian faith, many traditions associated with Easter date back to pre-Christian and pagan times and we know that to be true because we celebrate Easter in most of our uh, western world with easter bunnies and easter eggs and candy and good food and all those things but to those of those of us who really have a deep passion and love for Jesus Christ we love to go to church and we love to you know ring the bells and walk around the church and celebrate just in all these wonderful different ways that that people around the world are celebrating uh, that that Jesus is alive. And regardless, all the churches, as much as we love Christmas and as much as we love Pentecost and all the other celebrations in our uh, Christian calendar, the one that they all point to, the one that they all lead up to is the Is the resurrection sunday of easter because that's the bottom line of our faith is that he lived among us and he died was buried but he rose again and walked among us and blessed people and continues to bless people as we speak today you can receive jesus christ today this is easter sunday many people will come out of the woodwork and go to church on easter Because it's Easter, right? And they possibly were raised with going to church on Easter. And that's great. But don't be afraid to walk forward. Give your life to Christ. It will totally transform your life. It's so, so important. It's just, um, wow. It's, It's so important. So, The Bible makes no mention of long-eared, short-tailed creatures who deliver Easter eggs to well-behaved children on Easter Sunday. Nevertheless, the Easter bunny has become a prominent symbol of Christianity's most important holiday. The exact origins of this mythical mammal uh, are unclear, but rabbits, known to be prolific procreators, are an ancient symbol of fertility and new life. According to some sources, the Easter bunny first arrived in America in the 1700s with German in- immigrants who settled in Pennsylvania uh, and transported their tradition of an egg-laying hair called Osterhaus, or I'm trying to the Osterhaus. Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. My German ain't great. Okay. Their children made nests in which this creature could lay its colored eggs. Eventually, the custom spread across the U.S. and the fabled rabbit's Easter morning deliveries expanded to include chocolate and other types of candy and gifts, while decorated baskets replaced nests. Additionally, children often left out carrots for the bunny in case he got hungry for all his hopping. The largest Easter egg ever made, was over 25 feet high and weighed over 8,000 pounds. It was built out of chocolate and marshmallow and supported by an internal steel frame. I want to go on to talk a little bit about Easter eggs. Easter is a religious holiday, but some of its customs, such as Easter eggs, are likely linked to pagan traditions. The egg, an ancient symbol of new life, has been associated with pagan festivals celebrating spring. From a Christian perspective, Easter eggs are said to represent Jesus' emergence from the tomb and resurrection. Decorating eggs for Easter is a tradition that dates back to to at least the early 13th century, according to some sources. One explanation of this custom is that eggs were formerly a forbidden food during the Lenten season. Lent, for those of you who don't know, it's the 40 days leading up to Easter. and usually starts with um, February celebrations of, like in um, New Orleans, the celebrations of, um, gosh, what's it called? Meh. Anyway, it's about, about mid-February. Um, okay, so Easter egg hunts and egg rolling are two popular egg-related traditions in the U.S. At the White House, the Easter egg roll, a race in which children push decorated hard-boiled eggs across the lawn, is an event held the Monday after Easter. The first official White House egg roll happened in 1878. So I am struggling a little bit with asthma. Today is Easter Sunday, so guess what? It's all, all things are covered. And we are (coughs) going to just continue to love on you. I want to play for you as we roll out uh, this wonderful Easter program. I want to play for you the Easter song by the choir, uh, CBU University Choir. So God bless you. Have a fabulous day, and we're going to take this right to our, our out break, okay? So God bless you. Happy Easter, and I'll see you next Sunday.